What is up, you guys? It's Megan, and I'm back with the Scare Photographer Podcast. And this week's episode, we're going to talk a lot about mindset, growing your business, and adding on a team, and what that looks like, and the struggles that come along with that. And I got a special guest again. As always, I'm excited to share that with you, and uh, we'll get into that as soon as we get right back. Welcome back, guys. I'm excited because I'm here with Megan from Megan Mundrell Photography, and she's also the co-owner of a really cool business, business Instagram, business program. I'm sorry if I fudged this up. Um, it's called Photo Business Design, and they actually have a podcast called The Photo CEO. I believe that's correct. Please leave yeah. me in if I'm not. Okay, good. Photo um, CEO podcast. I love it. It's a really good podcast, too. So after you listen to mine, go listen to hers. Um <laughs> So welcome to the space, this Zoom space. Thank you. Yeah, listen to this one first. Listen to these podcasts first, and you can hop over. (laughs) Blend them up, blend them up. Yeah. yeah. Um, So you're a photographer based in Victoria on Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. And do you, what's your, do you just shoot weddings? What's your, what's your style? Yeah, so we specialize in couples and weddings. um, But of course, like here and there in the slow season, not going to say no to a nice family session. (laughs) There you go. Nice. I love it. And um, how long have you been in business and what got you into photography? What was something, yeah, what kind of got you there? So I've always been a pretty creative person. I used to be the kid that was like, making friendship bracelets and all these random crafts to try to sell at a craft fair. But, and my mom would always be like, yeah, okay, sure. But I never made enough. So I never actually did that, but I was the person that had like finger knitting scarf, uh, like lemonade stands and in the middle of summer. So nobody needed those skinny little weird looking scarves anyways, but, um, huge entrepreneur at heart. Um, and then when I was in high school, uh, my boyfriend at the time was super into photography and he's also a broke university student. And I was like, you need to make a business out of this. And he was super shy. So it was basically my business and he just went and took the photos (laughs) and edited them. Interesting. But I did like the client communication, the marketing, all of that jazz. Um, And it was lots of fun. I enjoyed it. And we had new, like nothing. We did it all wrong, like completely (laughs) wrong, like $40 for a photo session wrong. Like terrible. Yeah. Um, We all started there. Exactly. (laughs) So that was when I was in grade 12. Um, And then after high school, I had big dreams of being an OBGYN because I love babies and I love like human anatomy and all that kind of stuff. Um, I completed one semester of school and was like, heck no, not for me. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I didn't love school. You're learning about so much stuff that you're not interested in. Mm -hmm. um, And it would be a huge commitment to get to the point that I actually wanted to. Um, And I thought like, if I like kids so much, why would I want to do a job where I would have to leave my kids so much of the time? So um, dropped out of university and like went to um, just try to make my photography business a thing. Um, That boyfriend at the time kind of was like, yeah, sure. Take it over. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he had kind of taught me how to do um, a bit of photography so that I could second shoot for a wedding that we did. Um, and my parents were like, okay, sure. Fully expecting me to go back to university. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, they were fairly supportive about that decision. Um, and then I just kind of did the thing where you 
have your full-time work that's supporting you and your side hustle of photography on the side. And then after about a year of that, I was able to go full-time and now I've been full-time for two years. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm sure that was a bit of a terrifying leap too. Yeah. Like leaving university and being like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it's a little bit scary. Yeah. (laughs) It's scary to, to tell your family. Um, I think just because everyone has this notion in their head that you have to go to school and get a good job to be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's a big idea that photography, like having a photography business doesn't feel like a real job, which it should, but yeah, makes a little bit extra scary when you're trying to tell your parents like, um, this (laughs) is my plan. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. And yeah, it is terrifying having a business. And I've, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast. Um, about how I feel like a creative business as an entrepreneur is just still something that people value less than like, oh, I have an online marketing business or I'm, I run a coffee shop or I have this big, huge design firm or whatever entrepreneur. I mean, every business started with one entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Um, But in the creative industry, it's harder. I feel like we have to like, not work twice as hard, but it's just, it's becoming more and more um, accredited, I guess. Yeah. But it hasn't always been that way. So I'm proud of you for like being like, no, I want to do this. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that's you got that's what we have to do. And it is a viable business. And um I want to talk a little bit more about that as well because that's something that you created now in a new part of your business, talking about changing, going from being like a photographer that has a camera who takes pictures to actually running a photography business and what those two things look like. Um, And what was your, so you started running your business and then at what point did you decide like, okay, I need, I want more out of just being a photographer. I want to like grow this business and do different things. Was there like a time where you were like, okay, let's do it. Um, I think like what I would always tell people is that I love photography, but the thing that I love more is the business side of things. And it really could have been anything creative. Um, So I think that that gave me a little bit of a leg up so to say, where I wasn't stuck in this like love affair with photography itself, which Mm -hmm. I think that that's one of the reasons why it's hard for people to transition from that like hobbyist photographer to a business um, photographer or a photo CEO, you could say. Yeah, (laughs) I love that term. But um, I think it got to a point where I would like realize these things in other people, not in a certain like super judgmental way, but I would hear my friends be like, oh my gosh, like I spent like two hours responding to emails and I'm like, how many emails did you have? Like, oh my, am I doing something wrong here? Yeah. Like, what? And they, the, they had the same amount of emails as I did, but it's just that they responded to them really slowly. And so I started to realize I was spending forever editing a session because I would watch like, you know, a Netflix series while I was editing and just being super distracted. Um, and like at that point in my life, I think that my big draw to having my own business was so that I could do whatever I wanted. And I realized that by mixing those things too much, I didn't have time to do anything I wanted at all. I didn't have time for anything. And so that's when I kind of had to make that little bit of a mindset shift to, um, like take control of, what I was actually doing and take it more seriously, um, to allow myself to have a little bit more freedom and the ability to grow more in what I was doing. 
Yeah. And you like, I love that you, cause it's the opposite for most photographers. They love the photography side of it. They hate the business side of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Something I notice in a lot of the conversations I've had so far here are like the one thing I always ask this question, um, like, what do you wish you knew when you first started? And like 90% of the responses are, I wish I knew that shooting and photography was like the smallest part <laughs> of running a photography business. Yep. <laughs> so it's tough. And we have to like, I know I started it because I love photography. I still do. And I don't love that. I mean, I, I have a love hate relationship yeah. with the business side of it. Um, but you're right. Like that mindset change has to come in at some point where you can actually, I remember having this conversation with my husband um, saying like, yeah, like I, this is a viable business and him looking at me and he works in the business world. He's like, okay. <laughs> and now I'm like, see, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like that, you know, taking it from the love of like, I'm just going to go shoot photos and take pretty pictures to actually running a business. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And feeling like, oh, I have so much spare time. I guess that means that I don't have anything to do because I don't have any photos to edit or, you know, a couple of emails to respond to, to then turning that into um, that's your most important time and your most creative time, because that's when you're doing revenue generating thinking and like stuff as far as, yeah, getting new clients, which is always one of my favorite questions from photographers. How do I get clients? I'm like, oh, you go out and find them. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, do you have some advice? Like, is there something, how do I ask that question? Like going, what's the first step in that mindset change between like just shooting and like fully stepping into the business world? Like, what do you, what would you say would be a first step thing? First step, um, if there is probably (laughs) be your association. I think that's a huge one because it's like, you're going to be the average of the, you know, five closest people in your life. If you're friends with five smokers, you're going to be the sixth, that kind of thing. So, um, if all of your photographer friends or all of the people that you spend time with are, have that kind of mentality where it's very relaxed, it's very, um, hobbyist kind of mentality, then that's Mm -hmm. automatically what you're going to have. So Mm -hmm. when you start associating either in person or just through podcasts or different, um, Instagram accounts with people who are a little bit more focused on the business side of things, you'll automatically start to like pick it up and it'll start to rub off on you. Um, and more so just that then you can be able to reflect on yourself and see what areas you need to grow in, um, what kind of podcasts or books you could be listening to, to help you kind of like shift and grow into certain aspects of your life. Yeah. I that's, yeah. I'm like sitting here, like, yep. <laughs> mind blown. Cause I do. I remember that. And I mean, it's a struggle all the time, but it is so true that the company that you keep, that's kind of an older saying, I guess, but like, it is so true. You want to surround yourself with people that um, push you and encourage you and celebrate you and um, yeah, look at like speak to you and get, I don't know where I'm going with that, but um, just have that same language. Exactly. And it's in your mindset all the time. And just like so much of life is created based on your outlook of things and your perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so easy. I think we were talking about this earlier, how you can just like, if you have photographer friends where all you talk about is how saturated the market is or how there's no jobs or this, that, and the other, then you're not never going to have the right mindset to go out and find those jobs and connect with those people. So um, that's just another really important part aside from this just mindset part of things, but uh, business yeah. growth side of things as well. Yeah, that's yeah. I keep saying that's so true, but it is so true. I'm <laughs> like, this is so good. Um, 
was there a point where you decided, like you, you talk um, a little bit about, you have a team of photographers that work for you. At mm-hmm. what point in your business were you like, okay, I'm ready to like, I need some help or I want to grow this even further. Yeah. Um, when did that happen for you? Uh, I think it's funny that you use the word ready because I've never been ready for (laughs) anything that I've done. (laughs) I'll come up with a different term. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's, yeah, I don't, yeah. You're never ready for anything. You're never really ready to go full time. You're never really ready to start charging. You're never really ready for your first wedding. Um, But it's just about like understanding the vision of where you want to be, where you want your business to be, your life to be, um, and what's the next step to get there. So last summer, last year, actually around this time when we realized that weddings were going to be just absolutely crazy uh, and messed up. I had thought at the time that all of my weddings from 2020 would be all rescheduled to 2021. And then probably at around like September or something of 2020 weddings would start booking again for 2021 and 2021 was going to be crazy. So that's what I thought. Obviously it turned out a little bit different than that. (laughs) Just slightly, I guess. Yeah. um, At that time I was like, okay, I still want to be able to serve all the couples that I have booked. I still want my business to thrive. And I like, I want to help all these other photographers who are just starting out. And now they're like, I'm screwed. (laughs) Like, yeah. like it's really hard to, you know, maybe you've shot your first wedding and then be like, cool, I'm not going to be able to do anything for forever now. So yeah. um, I wanted to take people onto the team as contractors and um, help like help them grow and develop uh, with the end goal of them not having to have that supplemental income from associate shooting for me anymore. But yeah. Um, yeah, to be that help and support for them in the meantime. So no, I didn't know I was ready. That's why I started it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's cool. And like, so how, what did that look like last year? Did you have quite a few people that you, so was it more like a mentorship thing or you had them come on as second shooters? What, what, what did that look like? So in the past I had done mentorships and workshops. So I was connected with a couple of photographers who um, were already vetted. I already knew them. um, And they like some of their, I knew that their skills and their posing had a similar style to mine because they had learned from me. Um, So it was easy to reach out to those people first and ask if it was something that be interested in um, because I knew that they'd be a great fit for the team. Um, And then later on, I added on a videographer, again, just someone that I'd worked with a couple of times. Um, And then I started to take on interns. So that looked a little bit different where it was kind of like the mentorship built into the internship process. Mm -hmm. Um, And so had done interviews for that. And then once people um, have gone through the onboarding process, they do some like inner workings, some like virtual assisting kind of work to get the idea of my brand and stuff. And then they're able to kind of um, shadow at shoots and eventually second shoot and shoot their own weddings and stuff. So that's that's kind of how the process goes. Yeah. I love that. I think like I've talked about this before too, how, when I started in the industry, it was like super scary and like, you don't know who to reach out to, or maybe you feel only like you feel super comfortable with one person and you tend to like stay in your comfort zone. So I think that's really awesome that you almost like created this little space for people to come and like learn and grow. And I mean, it benefits you and your couples Mm -hmm. and it benefits them. I think that's amazing. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. That's um, definitely the, the hope and the goal for it is to just be like, 
a really nice, mutually beneficial, like little community kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, community building is so great. Yeah. And, and especially when you're first new in the industry, I know we were talking about um, going to networking events and like oh how terrifying gosh. it is. Even yeah. when you're really confident and we're both saying we both love to talk, you yeah. walk into a networking event or like a photography workshop and you're standing there like terrified because you're like, I don't know, I just want people to like me and will they talk to me? And it's really intimidating. So all those um, limiting beliefs for sure. Yeah. And like, did you find that like a lot of the girl or I say girls, people, not just girls, um, people come on to your program or to second shoot for you. Do you find there's some hesitation or nervousness that comes in with that? Yeah, actually what I have found, which is super interesting, um, just through like lots of the interviews that I've done and lots of the, um, workshops, a lot of the people who uh, reach out to me are very introverted and Mm -hmm. I'm very extroverted. So I think that it, yeah, lots of them are a little bit more shy, but I think that they appreciate the fact that I'll talk enough for them. So that's good. (laughs) takes a little bit of the pressure off, but I mean, networking events were so scary for me. I had the limiting belief that I was like, I'm too young to be here. Like nobody wants to talk to me. I'm this little like teenager, like Mm -hmm. nobody wants to talk to me. And there are people that are a little bit older in the industry too. And so I'm like, what, how am I going to relate to someone who's like in their later, late thirties or early forties? I'm literally like 19 or 20. And so it was really hard to kind of like push all of that out of the way and talk to people, but it doesn't really matter what your situation is, you're going to have your own limiting belief as to why you can't talk to them. Yeah. And just for anyone who's listening, um, if you ever see Megan or myself, we're both Megan's. If you ever see the Megan's (laughs) at a networking event, or you see us on Instagram, please, we like to talk and we will talk to you because we were in your shoes at one point. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's always my fear is I'm like, do these people want to talk to me? So here's your heads up. We want to talk. (laughs) Yeah. And it is like, um, I found too, like I was saying, I got comfortable, um, with this one photographer. I mean, she's fabulous and and we're still good friends, but I feel like um, my business would have grown much faster if I had just expanded my horizons and actually like really started talking to other people in the industry. Because one thing I love about the people I've been able to meet in our industry, and I, and I hope that you feel the same way is I feel like it's, they've opened more doors for me and they've opened other opportunities. And I, I don't know if you feel the same way or if you had the same experience with, with working with other people in the industry. Yeah, I think that it's, it can be a little bit give and take on the island. I think that there are definitely some photographer um, cliques and like friend groups, uh, which is another reason why I'm so big on being so inclusive to all photographers and offering any help that I can is because I know that that's not always the case. And it definitely wasn't the case for me starting here. Yeah. Um, But it's really important. I moved to Calgary in 2019 and was there until the pandemic started. Um, And it's like meeting other photographers is crucial to being able to have that network and um, making those good relationships. Then you have that kind of like referral base in, in the industry as well. Yeah. And it's part of like, I'll go back to your podcast, the photo CEO. I feel like that's a pillar of actually really running a photography business and yeah. separating you from just being a the person with a camera who likes to take pictures. It's a big step. Um, in yeah in moving that business forward is mm-hmm. connection with other people in the industry yeah connection with other people in the industry and with other people just in your city because they could end up being either clients or just um great sources of word of mouth which is huge and I think that 
um, in like a more traditional business sense, nobody's afraid to ask for those referrals. Nobody's afraid to ask for someone to like, you know, spread the word, but for some reason it feels weird as photographers to ask for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. 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 And, um, this, yeah, the, the, I, I'm totally, yeah, I totally fudged that one. <laughs> I'm like, I have a question to ask. I don't know what, uh, where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I listened to a little bit of your podcast this morning and it, it does make sense. And I never really thought of it because I think our transition is like you said, you're never ready. Sometimes our transition is slow. Sometimes we decide overnight, everybody's journey is different. Um, but I never really thought of it in the way, in that sense of like transitioning from being just a hobby photographer into actually running a business. Um, Cause I think even when you decide to like get an Instagram account and you're like, Hey, I have a photography business. Like, I don't think that that's the time that you're like, okay, I started my business here. Yeah. Like yeah. there's gotta be another point along the way where it like shifts over to actually running your business. Not yeah. just like, Hey, look at me. <laughs> I agree. Um, and I think that there are so many different things that like play into that. And I think one of the, like the big pushes for me was being in Calgary because mm-hmm. the vibe there is a lot different. Everyone is a lot more professional and put together than on the Island where it's like just super laid back and you yeah. can go around in your Patagonia sweater and nobody's like that's an eye and <laughs> yeah. you can go to a meeting like that. Um, so that was something that it was like hard for me to understand how to like translate what I was doing in my brand to still apply to um, like people that weren't just from Victoria. Yeah. And I think that a big part of that was actually treating myself more like a brand mm-hmm. instead of being like, how can I serve these like 10 people that I know. It was like, how can I serve more people? Um, and how can I instill trust in people that I've never met me before? I don't know me. And there are so many, many different like parts to that. But I think one of it for me was dressing more professionally because that's something that I always was like, I don't care. Like I'm not someone to wear makeup. I'm not someone to do their hair, like naturally curly. So I don't really care if it looks frizzy or whatever. Um, and I am like a comfort before, um, you know, looking good kind of clothing person. I have a zoom mullet right now (laughs) with my yoga hippie pants on my shirt. (laughs) Um, but when I decided that I was like, you know what, I have to look, I think that it was in the book, the magic of thinking big. Um, there was this one quote that said, you have to look like you can offer someone to some, somebody Mm -hmm. or offer something to someone. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you got me. Like when people meet you, when they first look at you, whether that's in person on your Instagram, on your website, it's not about being professional, quote unquote. It's not about acting like you're the Empress Hotel and being all hoity-toity in your emails. It's just about making sure that you are immediately instilling trust and immediately proving that you have something of value to that person. So yeah, yeah, that's where it all started for me, I think, as far as like really embodying more of that business mindset. Yeah. I think that was something else I learned in like a a, um, business course along the way was like, even your personal Facebook and your personal accounts, like your, your, every time you think a client might stumble across you, like just being able to put out that, yeah, this is what you do for a living. And yeah, I, I don't, I agree. I don't think you need to be like wearing a suit and tie or super professional, but like being able to like represent yourself in a respectful and trusting way is, is really important. And that comes along with like, um, I don't know how you feel about, um, having your own professional photos taken on a regular basis and like showing your clients, like 
I'm, this is what I'm giving you. I'm putting myself in your shoes. Like, how do you, mm-hmm. what's, is that a process for you as well? Like, do you think I'm, I'm that's a silly question. I'm sure you think that that's important. <laughs> oh yeah. I think it's definitely but important. Like, yeah. Um, how- I think it's super important. I'm never someone, I know that a big struggle for a lot of photographers is feeling comfortable in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that my photo business design, um, co-creator, uh, Ricky and I talk about a lot. Yeah. Um, and we were just at a live about it actually. And she was really touching on the points of like, it's so important to get in front of the camera to show people that it's like normal, it's comfortable. Yeah. They can do it too. Um, and she asked me like, is that something like, did, were you ever afraid to get in the camera? And I was kind of like, no, not really. <laughs> I grew up performing. So yeah. I have never had the issue of not wanting to get in front of the um, camera at all. But I think it is super important, whether that means that you're starting with your camera on a tripod and just sitting in at a wall in your home and trying to get a couple of shots, or you just go out with your photographer, best friend and like, have fun with it. Don't like, feel like you have to post something from every session you do, but I think yeah. that it's good to get that practice in front of the camera, um, and know how it feels and then have something to post of your face. Yeah. You should show up on your Instagram, like more than once in every time you're scrolling down your feed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and that's, yeah, it's like instilling trust into your clients. Too. Yeah. Like, Hey, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do the thing I'm asking you to do. Yeah. My big um, push for it too was like, I don't want to have to stand outside of my car, waving my camera around, <laughs> trying to find these people. Like yes. <laughs> I want them to know what I look like yes. so that they can just find me. <laughs> yeah. And I think that also like goes into like when clients, um, I used to have to like really talk up my clients in the beginning of all of our sessions and like tell them who I am and what I'm about. And ever since I changed that on my Instagram, like my putting my personality out there, like they already know who you are and, and what you're going to be like. So you get to just kind of walk into a session feeling way more comfortable and confident with yourself. Cause you know, that client isn't going to be like, wait, I didn't realize she was so loud or I didn't realize she was so extra or whatever. Didn't know Um, she was going to make a poo joke. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so I'm, yeah, that's, that's definitely, it's a thing everybody should do. Everybody should have some photos or I even have fun with it, doing it in my house with my hundred percent. Sometimes I story or I'll make a reel about it. Cause it, again, it just shows, I find it shows how like, um, authentic you are. Yeah. And I think that these photos should like, look like you. Sometimes mm-hmm. I find that which is something that I wanted to, to touch on, on here is that I think that photographers get scared. And so they ask for a lot of advice from other photographers and like, it's great to ask for advice, but I think that sometimes they like their business's direction is so dependent, dependent on other photographers mm-hmm. and not going to stand out that way. Um, and so when you're taking photos, don't be like, okay, like, what are all the other photographers doing in their photos? I need to do that because those ones did well on Instagram. Like be yourself, yeah. <laughs> be yourself, charge what you want to like your business is your business. And there is yes. like standards in the industry, but you can challenge those standards and see if they work for you as long as it's respectful to everyone else in the industry. So yeah. yeah. Thank you for saying that because I think that, <laughs> that, yeah, let that sink in. Cause I, th- I really, really feel like that's something we constantly, um, criticize ourselves on is whether like, oh, well, they book me. Well, this person only charges this yeah. much or this person's doing this. Like, yeah, it's totally okay for you to do your own thing, especially it if it works. Yeah. <laughs> like and even more, if it works, like go yeah. for it. And sometimes it's hard because like other photographers, I noticed on some of the, um, photography accounts, like on Facebook or group chats or something like that, like 
sometimes photographers are the nicest. Like sometimes you'll have a question yeah. and they'll say, you have to do it this way. Otherwise all of this bad stuff will happen. And that's yeah. not always the case. Like, and so what if something bad happens, you learn from it. Yeah. Something bad could happen if you're doing everything that everyone else is doing. So I just think like, if you think that you have a good idea, like bounce it off of your most trusted friends. Yeah. Um, but like use your own intuition because that's what's going to help you stand out and help you have your own um, like have ownership over your own business, not just have like someone else's business copy. Yeah. And I feel like there's always going to be someone that's going to tell you that you, that you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Like, there'll always be one person that's like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. And so they, they actually do or because they're like, why didn't I think of that first? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I don't want that person to do that now. Like yeah. they're going to get more jobs than me because as much yeah. as we preach this like <laughs> community over competition, there's still so much competition yeah. in the community. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, we talked about this. That was one reason I wanted to start this podcast. I'm sure it's like you said around the, when you started your business and um, having people come in and work for you and mentor from you. Um, these are things that I feel are so important in our industry. And I, like, as we said earlier, we welcome you guys to communicate with us, to ask us questions, to share. Um, Cause like, yeah, I agree. I feel like, um, there are a lot of us and there's such a really great community, but there's still, and there always will be people out there that are going to be negative about it. 100%. My mom used to always be like, why are you hosting these workshops? Like you're giving away all your secrets. Aren't you afraid that they're just going to take all the clients? And I was like, no, because like I'm teaching them to be themselves first of all, but second of all, nobody can be like me. Like that's impossible. Nobody can hundred percent copy you. And as long as you're being super authentic to yourself, like you're one in, you know, whatever, 7 billion, so yeah. 7 trillion. How many yeah. people are in the world? <laughs> exactly. But, and you, you yeah. can't shoot all the clients. Exactly. And all the clients aren't going to want you to be their photographer, even if you're doing the same thing as somebody else. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Like someone who is super introverted and doesn't like someone yelling at them will not hire me <laughs> because mm. I will yell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so true. Um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with me. Of course, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, Like I said, so you can find Megan over at Megan Mandrell Photography. It's underscore photography. So Megan Mandrell underscore photography and photo business design over on Instagram. And you guys do have to go check out our podcast. I started listening (laughs) to it. It's really good. I do think this is just like photographers. Like just because we both have a podcast doesn't mean we need to like, you have to listen to mine over hers. It's not like that at all. I think information is so important. And the more of it we have um, good information, the more more good information we have, the better. So go check it out. The podcast is um, the Photo CEO podcast on Spotify. Spotify, Apple, everywhere. Cool. (laughs) I love it. Um, So go check her out. And thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. It was so much fun chatting with you. Yes. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.